From Boston, Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between, talking local and national sports, and just about anything discussed in a tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan, welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. We are back. We are, we are back. What's happening? Nothing much. Just a nice uh, Sunday fun day, as we like to call it. Uh, we do have a couple special guests here yes, today. Yes. That's for damn sure. I'm glad that he was able to make it out today, and it's always a pleasure. And I think uh, I think last week he was going to come out, but we already had somebody booked, and he graciously said, hey, you know what, I can make it the next week and stuff like that. And, no, we're not talking about JP. <laughs> we are not talking about JP. So today we got, uh, we got a special guest, Mr. David Freeman. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is good. So, uh, David, uh, David, we're not talking to you right now, JP. <laughs> yes. Uh, y'all, y'all clown JP like that yeah, on this show. Man. The man. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you he, he gets clowned a lot because, uh, you know, and I don't have the roadcaster set in front of me to where I can play sound drops, but uh, we do have a theme song for him, and it's uh, Andre the Giant theme song yeah. from wrestling. <laughs> and how fitting it, WrestleMania, part yes, two today, is tonight. tonight. So, so that's it. So, so yeah, so um, – David is uh, graciously uh, decided to come on and uh, talk to us. Uh, so a little background on uh, on David would be he played uh, tailback back in the early 2000s for Wayne Memorial High School. He went on to play quarterback, uh, quarterback at Ferris State University. Uh, and then he transferred and went to another school. And then he decided to uh, finish up at uh, Carson Newman. Uh, so uh, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. So anyway, uh, go ahead, JP. Show everybody your shirt. Okay. You know you've been dying to show people your shirt. It's your boy Brady, your boy Tom. <laughs> TB the goat. The goat, man. TB the goat. Yep. And we do have TB hanging in the speakeasy now. Yeah, TB so. is hanging in the speakeasy. Oh, oh, yeah, he's hanging back there. There's Brady. Yeah, Brady's the hanging Michigan up. Brady. The, Michigan Brady. Michigan Brady. The only one that matters. You know, all I can see was that Woodson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, I don't. Hey, it's oh, funny. There, I, there's a Woodson right up there. Too. Soon yeah. to be, hopefully, a Carson Newman jersey will have hanging up here soon. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. But not only that, though. So when, he, when that first got hung up in the ceiling, uh, I'm like, oh, wow, you got a Rod Woodson jersey. How, how nice is that? <laughs> <laughs> right. I got the I got the most. A profound look of like uh, really, really. Rod, you think that's Rod, Rod Woodson? Woodson is a, is a it was a uh, go. Rod Woodson, uh, Woodson, yeah. do, Rod, Woodson Rod Woodson destroyed my my Cleveland Browns many a times. So. Well, I tell you right now, at that period of time, a lot of people were destroying the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you're right. right. So, so anyway, uh, so uh, we have a lot of questions we want to ask. Uh, you mind if I call you DJ? Call me DJ. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm on the phone and I'm just sharing this to my sister. No, that's fine. No, that's fine. fine. But no, so we want everyone to see it. So, uh, you know, we got a, a I'm not going to say a, a plethora of questions, but, you know, we do have some questions here for for you in regards of, you know, what what you had to do to become a collegiate athlete and everything like that. And to me, that's uh, that's very uh, intriguing because. I, you know, I got a boy who's 13 right now, plays competitive baseball. And, you know, there might come a point in time where he he says he wants to try to, you know, play collegiate ball and he might 
not want to play. So, you know, a lot of that is, it's like, at, at what age did you realize that you really wanted to play college, uh, college ba- uh, basketball, ba- football. football, college football? <laughs> Day three. Um, honestly, I wasn't really aware about the seriousness of college football until I probably got about eighth grade, eighth grade, and I, I realized how talented my brother was. I, I really was never really truly talented in my family. That's a lie. I, that's, no, I, I, I am not the most talented person in my family, I, and that's bar yeah. none. My brother is just is just is not any more better talent. I mean, he could do a backflip off yeah. anything, and you tell him to do it, he could do it. You take him one time, two times. By the third time, he's a he's a perfectionist at it. And I've seen him literally hit a golf ball like three hundred yards mm-hmm. off of just three swings. My granddad taught him he did it right handed. We're both left handed. So well, we'll just um, say a talented family because yeah. Darren, your cousin Darren was a pretty good football player well, too. I've had a lot of I've had a lot of family members yeah. that, are, that are very that that uh, play. And being in like the community we grew up in, um, coming from like gangster area, I would say that those guys in that area they really molded my brother and I to becoming like, oh, what do we want to do and where are we going to go? So I say about maybe 10, 11 years old, I really knew I wanted to play football at the next level. Um, when I was a kid, like growing up in Detroit, inner city Detroit, uh, we wanted to do all type of things. We, we wanted to skateboard. I mean, we were different. My brother and I, uh, and my mom and my dad, the way they raised us, we were very different because we we touched many different things. Um, my sister uh, was like like my mom, so uh, she she could tell me to jump up right now and I tell her where to go. Right? We're gonna go. We're gonna go. So uh, being that, that I come from that type of like family oriented, whatever anybody was into we kind of like dug into okay as families um that's cool so i wasn't really a football guy until i got about 10 11 years old being up until that point my brother and i we skateboarded we uh did the skates we did uh snowboarding we did everything my and we grew up in brightmore detroit doing these type of things Um, so yeah brightmore detroit Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. we grew up in brightmore detroit doing these type of things i'm gonna tell you right now I love the fish place over there. Was it Samson? Is that the name of it? Or I'm Simpson? not sure. Simpsons? Simpsons. Simpsons. Scotty Simpsons. Oh, my God. Scotty Simpsons. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's a good place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good so, place. Yeah, my dad, and I, my dad, he had, um, you know, my mom and my dad, they were very, very tight-knit. I always speak. You'll hear me speak on my parents a lot. And um, the reason why I do is because I am a mold of them, honestly. And that's all it is. I mean, my dad, if you'll hear about him, he was a – a community activist, man. He loved the kids. Oh yeah. So um and JP can speak on JP knows that because oh, yeah. we come from the same we come from the same cloth. Yeah. Um but overall uh my dad moved us to Westland when I was about 11, 12 years old and uh we started uh you know getting inside of the we started like interchanging between communities and knowing what's going on and that kind of molded us to like where I am now. Um a lot of people think I'm different. I'm not I just been able to around different cultures and, and do different things and, you've seen and different opportunities you've seen different most people have been given you know and, I, and i've jumped on them. yeah my dad big on that taking advantage of the opportunities mm-hmm. um so you know my, my sister and i and uh my brother about 10 11 years old now no i i gotta ask you this question because it is really it's a burning question that i have JP talks like he was some good ass football player, but just please tell me, please tell me. Oh, what? he was he was like Billy Bob from Varsity Blues. No, don't do Billy uh, Bob like that. 
first off, uh, I'm thinking more like Uncle Rico. I've been a, I have been a, a varsity blues fan <laughs> since the beginning of time. Yeah. Billy Bob was a baller. <laughs> and excuse me for the face mask, everybody. I just to let y'all know I'm a senior senior supervisor at Ford, so I don't really uh, try to you know expose my face. Being that I work around a lot of people, I always try to be. Scotty Bird, you know, professional in, uh, in any profession. Let me any say that my uh, my football career was pre chest injury and post chest injury. We'll say that. Okay. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. Okay. Yeah. That's what we're gonna get to. So my man JP. Yeah. He could bang. He didn't care about anything on his body. He, you said he can bang. He can bang. Well, we know that he likes. Well, we're not going to go yeah. down that topic. Not, that, 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 that's a different podcast. Listen, 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 listen. That's the after hours. When it came down to JP, he got in the trenches at any time, and he didn't mind hitting. And I and and that's the truth. Right. Um, um, nah, he, and, he, and, he hitting all right. No, 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 no. And I mean that. I mean that. When he when he got in the trenches, when it came down to playing two technique, three technique, we put him at D line. We put him on a guard. We put him at tackle. I don't play him sometimes at offensive guard. I'm putting sometimes at tackle. Yeah. Dude can move, man. Now, JP is a me head on the football field. So he only knows one way to go, and that's like one speed and that's fast, right? No, 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 no Man, we in the weight room, yeah. and uh, JP. Wait, hold on. So he actually lift weights at one time. JP was one of the strongest guys on the weight team. Yeah, he was one of the strongest guys on the weight on on, on the team as far as our varsity team. He was one of the strongest guys. Yeah, well, he could press, he could, he pre, could pre-injury. pre-injury, pre-injury, pre-injury. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, you heard JP just screaming. Ah, yeah. it's like a Russian bear. Yeah, oh. no, we we run in there. And Unfortunate. He has his like his chest is literally like. Titty yeah. muscle was touching his chin, and uh, that was pretty nasty. I want to speak. Man, to get your titty off my chin! Yeah. <laughs> get your titty off my. He's like, was it from what was it the uh, the Friday after next when uh, he, he gets uh, gets grabbed by Damon? And he puts him. Damon puts him yeah. headlock. Hey, man, man, get your titty off my, get your titty off my chin! So what happened was uh, JP had was bench pressing, and when he bench pressed, I guess he tore. Uh, I don't know what. Pectoral muscle. Pectoral muscle. He moved towards yeah. pectoral muscle. And that thing is terrible. Anybody ever tore a pectoral muscle? Uh, I feel sorry for you. I just saw a video. Still moves. I just I saw hope, a video. I on... hope you recover good because that thing moves yeah. a total different. Yeah. It just, I just it saw a, a, a like video a on Barstool about a guy was bench pressing and it in that. I think you posted it. Yeah. The guy was benching and all of a sudden you just saw this collapse. It just shredded. It shreds. And you know, you get a Huh? Did you get a boob jab after? <laughs> no, I no. Actually, uh, our coach Sackless used to call me uh, titties. <laughs> <laughs> coach Sack. Titties. <laughs> Did you hear what his name was? Coach Sackless. Coach Sackless is hey, shout out. Oh, yeah. hey, that, so we, his name was Larry Sackless. Calls titties. And shout out to Larry Sackless. He was one of the greatest coaches we ever had. Yeah. He was cool as hell, bro. From Southgate. TJ man. Dillard, shout out. Wayne hey, TJ Dillard, that's a legend right there. Yeah. <laughs> Good to see you, Best running back to ever run for Wayne I. The best. <laughs> Hands down. Hands down. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Oh, man. So I, I see I, that the, I, y'all had the uh, stream over there. I see it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so I got a uh, – so I, I had to ask that question. And, DJ, I, uh, 
I, I do take your uh, I do take your story to heart that yeah he was one of the strongest ones, but uh, in my opinion, JP well he ain't shit. So I'm just gonna say <laughs> that. <he ain't> shit. <laughs> you can oh, tell me what did you want, but I didn't have yeah. I didn't, me and him we didn't <laughs> met. Yeah, nice nah, 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 he's a good dude. Yeah. He's a good dude. On a more serious note, though, David Senior, his father, as he spoke about earlier, was a mentor to many of us and uh you know rest in peace Thank he, you. he did a lot a lot for a lot of us kids growing up in that area so yeah we'll, yeah, we'll awesome. go with that and so that's awesome this family and the freeman he, family has kind of been a part of my neighborhood and a lot of people's neighborhoods and we kind of all came grew up together and you know drank uh milwaukee's best hey. and Never take did this tape mohawks. <laughs> uh, he hey, gave me my first hey, mohawk, I, actually. I for, did before two mohawk. days. I was jealous. I saw yeah. somebody give him my uh, Yeah, I put tape on my head. Mother the other day, and I said, yeah. no. I said, they can't give you a mullet. I'll give you a mohawk. <laughs> That's me. Our so, coach wasn't too good. That haircut. That haircut is terrible. I started on that. Yeah. So about three days before senior camp, two days, me, him, Chase, Safe Free, Eric Butler. We decide to... Go grab somebody, grab some alcohol, some some beers. Yeah, and we get we get drunk before uh, a couple of days before uh, our, yeah. our two days, and we running around the neighborhood, just running around, oh, just jumping. No, we ain't doing too much, but right. we, we running around, we acting crazy, right? And we screaming and yelling and just nickel knocking. What's it called? Nickel nickel knocking. Right. All that. He just boom boom boom. We running from the yeah. door and stuff, playing dumb stuff. And um, JP's like, I want a mohawk. <laughs> and I'm like, well, ain't no barbers open, so you know, I got some clippers. Oh, what, did, what did you want? A mohawk. He gave me my first mohawk. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Tell him how you did it, though. Yeah, so I didn't mess around, grab some duct tape. And I put it on the I went all the way down the side. Oh, man. We got to practice awesome. the next day, and Coach that took was like, no. shave that shit off no. your head. Not he for like, team no. photos, he says. He's like, no, y'all not no. doing this. Not yeah. today. But you know what, though? You know what's funny? is It's funny you bring that up. Is I was, uh, I was watching uh, uh, Pat McAfee. Had a, a uh, interview with Rich Rod, and and, and they, when he was at West Virginia, they said you never knew what kind of hairstyle he was going to come to the to the team picture with that year because he like one day one one year he come in and have a, like a pink mohawk, and the next Is year that he, McAfee? Yeah, yeah, McAfee did something yeah. totally different. Yeah, you gotta switch it up, man. Yeah, man. I messed around, bust out an S curl on y'all, put a uh, baby Jerry curl on my head. As this mullet grows, it'll be curled. So you guys got somebody chiming here, so you appreciate all talking about bringing back some memories. 100, 100, 100. So yeah, so that's what it's about today. It's about it's about bringing back uh, good times, you know. Uh, You know, especially you know, for me, I I enjoy listening to uh, everybody. Everybody grows up different. Everybody grows up in different areas. And everybody has different experiences. So for me, what I get a lot out of it is um, just seeing how other people grew up in the summertime. You're talking about going and grabbing some beers, walking around, knocking and running off people's doors and stuff like that. That's the same stuff we I did. did. I thought thing. it was like yeah. my neighborhood. Yeah, we're the ones that go out and do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. So that, yeah. that's cool, though. That, yeah. That's real cool. Most definitely. Yeah. So uh, so you, at, the age, at the tender age of uh, 11 – is when you uh, thought maybe you wanted to play football. So uh, what positions did you play when you first started playing? I played everything, actually. 
my brother, like I said, my brother was the athlete, the best athlete in the family. Okay. Um, but because he was so quick and fast and agile, I kind of wanted to follow suit, so I played running back to start. And then uh, I immediately realized that if I ever played with him, because we were only 16 months apart, I would never start. So I decided to play quarterback. And um, so it kind of worked out for me in the eighth grade. And then uh, in the ninth grade, I pursued quarterback. It didn't work out. I was moved to the JV team, played uh, cornerback. Watched a lot of guys above me. You had a great thing. Like I said, I see my man TJ Dillard uh, on the knee. I watched you a lot, bro, coming up, uh, playing over against Livonia Churchill. And, and, Ooh. Uh, he was getting Livonia. Getting to my neck of the woods here. The Mean Streets. The Mean Streets. Livonia right here, baby. I'm say, off to a side story real quick. So I know that I'm talking about myself and what I wanted to do. But I will say that my brother and I, we're great athletes. But I'm telling you, when you come up, check out Inkster, Michigan. One of the most talented cities growing up oh, that yeah. I've ever been oh, around. Yeah. I've never seen so many guys, families, that roll through Inkster, Michigan, that all they needed was just a little bit of guidance. Yeah. Um, and those guys, a lot of them are still successful today. But I wish they would have just had that because I had my dad. My dad was like, it was everything. My mom too, and I and I I underspeak my mom, and I shouldn't. Um, and sorry, mom, if you're tuning in because you're probably <laughs> mad at me right now because she honestly the reason why I met I went to college and everything. But um, o- overall, Inkster, Michigan, is is one of the greatest greatest talented areas I've ever been a part of, man. And I've traveled everywhere. I've traveled to Tennessee. I traveled to Miami. Seen Texas seen South Carolina, North Carolina, all the high schools. And I still tell people, Eastern Michigan has some of the most talented people yes. I've ever seen, man. Well, didn't Coach Carter put them on the map, though? Coach Carter, Coach, Coach Carter, Carter High School, them on yeah. the map. Coach Carter. But it was a lot of guys that I, I don't know. You know, it's a lot of history at in, in, in Eastern that I'm still not aware about that I really can't speak on. But Coach yeah. Carter was the main guy that we ended up um, we ended up uh, transferring my brother out from my senior year when he left and went to Inkster and had much success. We would have there. to have those conversations yeah. with yeah. Loren- Lorenzo yeah. Terrell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know? So, but uh, but overall, from eleven from eleven years old, uh, you know, I, I went to high school and at thirteen and played in the JV and went to cornerback and then going into my junior year, there was a guy that decided he was going to sing and he was quarterback for our team and he. he Decided he wasn't going to uh, play quarterback anymore. So they were like, Dave, you, you want to play quarterback again? So ultimately, I ended up playing quarterback as a sophomore varsity. And they told me I was going to be reserved. I told them I wasn't. Long story short, I ended up being really successful in high school yeah. as far as being a quarterback. Um, going to my recruiting process, um, I would say that most importantly, kids keep your grades up. Like, so yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and especially from the beginning to the end, uh, I think that's an overlooked process. People think that they can play makeup. What was that? What was that like for you going through the whole recruitment process? Because, uh, I mean, I I'm not an athlete by any means. I mean, I'm unless it's beer drink. Yeah, I can, I can believe me, I can drink some beer. Ain't no wrong with that. But um, you know, what was I mean? What was that like for you? Uh, you know, being a, a a junior or a senior in high school, and you got these coaches coming knocking on your door saying, "Hey, we want you to come to the school." I mean, was that a little bit overwhelming, or was that something that you you kind of got a kick out of it. Uh, it was very stressful. When you're growing up, you think it's going to be a good time, but everybody thinks of LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Yeah. And ultimately, when you get to that level. 
Wait, so you're saying I'm not like Billy and Beer then? You're not. Five <laughs> you're not. You're not. It's very stressful, man. Yeah. Um, so, for example, one of the best athletes I ever played against, I say, uh, cross opponent was probably Keyshawn Martin and Mike Martin. Yeah. I would have to say those are the guys. Yeah, Mike Martin's a beast. Mike yeah. Martin's a beast, man. Well, uh, he swallowed me up in a wrestling match. I man, know you know what he did to us. He yeah. he he dominoes the whole line in the yeah, scrimmage. I was there. He dominoes the whole line. <laughs> Shout out to my line, though. My line was yeah. gone. Nate, uh, Veto, uh, we had Zach Kyle, Mike yeah. Davis. We had all them guys. Well, man. let they me say that good. the showdown between Kyle, you and Keyshawn, game of the week, right? Keyshawn. So game of the week. So, but but yeah, game of the week. Keyshawn. We, we went off. We had a very a very exciting show. Yeah. And um, I tell I tell people the long story short, we had a very like comparative stats. Even the track we ran against each other. But yeah. when ultimately came to the recruiting process, Keyshawn went to Michigan State. I went to Ferris State. Um, and I tell people all the time, you got to be very very meticulous in your recruiting process. It's a very time is not on your side. Right, scholarships are like they're not a dime a dozen. There's a few, thirty six like for for Division One, fifteen for Division Two, and when you put your highlight films together, make sure that they're in order. Now, and what I will tell people is the reason why I call Keyshawn and Mike Martin the best I've ever played against Mike Martin because I saw him dominoes my whole line. He hit one person and they knocked everybody out. <laughs> and Keyshawn because I seen this guy move. Yeah, yeah, I could probably. Touch him in a hundred. Yeah, I could probably um, outrun him in in a, a game, and we could have comparable yards. We saw him move, move like a gazelle. You know, it was just the footwork. Yeah. It was just it was a different. You got six foot one, you know, and that that's getting better. I worked my ass off to be who I was in in my senior year and to read defenses, learn two techniques, three techniques. This kid was fresh off of it was natural. Just he just picked it up. Boom. He and had he that got, gift. He had that gift. Yeah. And you can see, right? Yeah. So I tell people you gotta know what what game you're playing in. Understand you gotta shop around. Uh when I did my highlight film, it was like 30 minutes. I, I would try to give kids advice on things like that, especially in the community now. Kids that come from like the inner cities or Inkster still. We still got like kids in Inkster that don't get opportunities. And I try to explain to them, you know, make sure when you get those highlights, you put them in order. You put the best play to the last play. Uh, and then highlights should be about two and a half, three minutes. Don't make it no longer than that. Make sure you got the biggest plays first. Well, I, I play two positions. I play three positions. So make it it's like short and sweet then. Short and sweet. Yeah, short and sweet. Because they're, they're watching hundreds because they, and hundreds Because they just, videos. they're gonna, they're yeah. gonna scan the first, the first three minutes and be like, Oh, okay. All right. You okay. Italian you evaluator. Want, you, we'll see. Like, like you want to get right that away. clip. That you want to get that that clip. That highlight clip. The play. The best play that you yeah. have. And then it just draws them to watch a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little just, bit longer. Just to just to justify. So you have that big play, and then they'll watch a couple others just to make sure that that big play wasn't a fluke. You want to have it well, wasn't see, the only play. See, yeah, see, right, see, right, right. That's the thing. You can have a big play, and then have a weak play and that'll be it. Uh, yeah. College coach they, might turn, turn it off. off. Have that big play, that second big play, that third big play, yep. because they are looking at millions of kids. Yeah. Millions. My highlight film was 25 minutes. What recruiter has 25 minutes to look at a highlight film? Well, you were under recruited because of where well, we yeah. came from. Yeah. You know, we didn't yeah. Come no, from JP, what'd your, what'd your, what'd your tape look like? Uh, my tape. He didn't have one. We didn't, we like didn't get this. films. We didn't get films. We didn't get films. We didn't get films like that in our, yeah, in our school. Except it was old Milwaukee, right? Yeah, we yeah. weren't given those things. That, that's a whole different game now. You know, like, 
like those the kids now they have social media. Yeah. We were like, oh wait, that huddle. was right on the cusp. They got huddle. Um, they got huddle yeah. now. Yeah, we when we were in school, iPhones. You saw your phone. You yeah. got suspended for three days. I can, I can look up our game against now, the John Glenn. Now my kid takes it to school and has yeah. to use it for his math homework. Exactly. I can look up our game against exactly. John Glenn on YouTube, and it looks like it was recorded in the 70s. Oh, wait, was right the cuss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we had a lot of guys, like I said, that were talented, but were under-recruited because we didn't come from a football powerhouse. You know. you know what I mean? We didn't have the coaches that had the connections. It's different now, you know what I mean? That's why kids follow the coaches to these schools that got connections. You go to Cas Tech, you go to Catholic Central, you go to these big schools, it's easy to get exposure when you got talent. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate for some people whose time's passed that could have went to those schools and had those opportunities. But it's nice to have somebody like you, DJ, that that, that kind of went through, you know, the, the process and uh, saw what maybe you should have done better. So you can, you know, tell these new kids coming up the do's and don'ts so i think i think having that little bit of information to tell kids it's pretty powerful you know you know what don't do the mistakes that i made and 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 if you do it this way that you'll have a better chance so and not everyone has the ability to do certain things and i think maybe that's what you were talking about jp the area or or the school that you came from you know you weren't getting the publicity that that other schools would be so you kind of got to take it on your own do it yeah look so at tyrone it. said uh we sure didn't it was harder getting film and making highlight films through vhs it was well, I'm, I'm probably going to tell you jp probably had the betamax <laughs> at his house. he's not that old come on now that, that's that's my the era track, that's track. my era you're aging me now. yeah just look at inkster man inkster was a high school that was going to state championships the basketball team was going to state championships oh yeah the football team was going to state championships and then they closed down yeah mm. That's weird. Shout out like, to the it's ladies. It's just weird Zebras. stuff, man. It's weird. But, hey, but then those kids migrate to Wayne Memorial, John Glenn, yeah. and they show success if you get the right leadership and position. People like Jason Malloy over at Wayne Memorial. Yeah. Another one of the guys that took care of me growing up. Uh, he's an athletic director now. He's the athletic director over there. Man, that 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 guy is taking Wayne to the next level. You know, yeah. the team, the, ba- the girls' basketball team, girls shout basketball out to them. Team what did great. they do? Went to the final four, yeah. And then Renaissance lost by four. Wayne, they were actually beating Renaissance by 11 after the third quarter. Wow. So they were this close. That close. That close. Right. We haven't hung a banner there in like 80 years. <laughs> sounds like sounds like my uh, my album. Yeah. Sounds like the Detroit Lions. They haven't hung a banner in 80 years. <laughs> they were close. Well, we, we, you had to compare Wayne yeah. to the high school football. Predominantly, we, we've always Detroit had a Lions. great basketball team. Men's basketball's always been good there. All right, and we always had good baseball, and wrestling was kind of – and then we were kind of – Wrestling you know, was good, too. We were a couple plays away from the playoffs. Basketball was phenomenal. We always yeah. could get there. Great we basketball. Get there with yeah. Basketball. Oh, yeah. We can always get there with some basketball. Yeah. So um, what um, what school um, – what schools reached out to you? I mean, was there any D1 schools that reached out to you? Or Central Michigan was the main school. Central Michigan. That I was aiming for. And now, now granted, um, it, didn't, it didn't work out. Um, they had pulled the scholarship, said that my academics was, that's why I tell people get the academics. I was basing it off of um, trying to mediate the GPA versus the ACT. And you got to get an 18 on the ACT, combine the scores with your GPA being in the 2.7. And man, kids, do your homework. Sit in front of the class. Stand up. Talk to the teacher. Ask them questions. And you will be successful. Because 80% of it is perception. 
And I learned that in college, my senior year, finally. So do those things, athletes, young athletes in the community right now. Don't be the guy to, you know, sit in the back of the classroom the first two years and argue. So Fair State uh, came came along late, um, Grand Valley, Wayne State, every 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 um, every GLIAC school offered me pretty much coming out of coming out of my senior year. Uh, from the Just, I mean, for everything I heard about Wayne State, it seemed like every year they were changing quarterbacks. You could have probably went to Wayne State. Wayne State offered me three different times. Did they really? They offered me three different times. Coach Paul Winters over there. Shout out to him, man. Um, I know Coach Winters had a lot of success over at Wayne State. Um, and coming out of coming out of high school, he offered me a scholarship at running back. I didn't accept because I wanted to play quarterback, and I went to Fair State versus Fair State. And then when I transferred from Bowling Green to to Bowling Green, believe in one uh, Fair State, he offered me another scholarship. And when I left Bowling Green and went to Carson Newman, he offered me another scholarship. So shout out to Paul Winters. He always gave me a chance. Even I believe he even offered me a job to coach and and come on uh, come on staff as an intern and learn videographer and all this other stuff when I graduated from college. So, Great assistant. Yeah. yeah, he was, he was, he was, a you know, he, let me he ask you a question though. Now, Jay Rue Campbell took Ferris state to a national championship a yeah. few years ago, didn't he? Yeah. And he was a Michigan state recruit from Cass Big time. Tech. Big time. If he wouldn't have slammed the security guard now, <laughs> he would have been good. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> Shout out to Jay Rue, the bounce back king. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 king. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, seen a few minutes, but anyway, so yeah, so we were talking. You were talking about Jay Rue Campbell. Uh, yeah, he got into some. Uh, he got into some trouble. Um, you know, and he paid his due. And yeah. didn't he go down south somewhere and played at a at a, at a junior yeah. college? Yeah, he yeah. We he went did. to junior college, and then he transferred to Ferris, and took them to a Division two national title. Oh, okay. Yeah, which All is right. you know just he was, a small he was a, division. He was a huge school. recruit. Yeah, I think Ferris is out of what, Big Rapids or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. He was a big time, big time recruit. He was a Kaz, he was the starting quarterback as a freshman at Kaz Tech. Took him to the state championship. I believe DPJ was on that team. Well that's a couple that's other an notable example guys. of kids getting their head a bit bigger. Yeah. Such at such a young age where they think they're invincible in high school, they get all the attention and you know, they put it to the wrong use and yeah. uh, Unfortunately, that's what happened to him in his senior year. I mean, he was he was primed to go big time Michigan State, oh, and, yeah. and it yeah. just you know because of a couple bad decisions, it, it, it never amounted to yeah, anything. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's a, it's it's amazing how uh, exactly kind of exactly what DJ said. It's like you know you know you can get it or whatever, and they can pull it out just as fast as they lay yeah. it on the table. So yeah. for sure, yeah. For there's sure. a comment up here in the uh, in the Facebook. Uh, I'll wait till he gets back. Uh, to put it on the screen, but uh, yeah, he had to step out for a moment. But uh, yeah, so um, so you wrestled, huh? Yeah, that was short lived. Yeah, short lived. Yeah. Did you wear the uh, the black singlet that no. had the one? It was one a, strap it was a yellow singlet with uh, two straps. Oh yeah, two. Oh yeah, yeah. the one. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're insinuating <laughs> and where you're trying to go with this. It's, I mean, it's not. It's not on. You got to change the. Thing, but uh, yeah. So, yeah. No, you gotta hit the, you gotta hit the keypad on that. There you go. Nobody can hear me. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Here we go. 
So, so anyway, uh, to get back on uh, on topic of where we were at, um, so you know, what, uh, we got a comment on here for you, DJ, that uh, somebody uh, Tyrone had put up about exactly what you said. You know, he said parents told us everything that you said. They told us we were just having fun in high school, shaking my head. So, a lot of it is. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of pressure on kids, and uh, parents tell them, "Hey, do your work, do your work, get your grades up, things will happen." You're like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Oh, is it? Oh, right really. for a football game, I'm gonna go head out and you know do whatever I gotta do. So, I well, you agree. always I, think I, you're I, smarter I, than the parents. I agree but. with Tyrone 100. percent And for real, like he, he's, and you're gonna have everybody is not gonna everybody's not gonna catch on and, and you know follow. Know, dig into the craft or whatnot to speak. You know, however, you know, and that's why I speak. We spoke on my father earlier. Yeah. My father, and my mother, they didn't let us like stray, stray away. You know. No. Uh, and they were at every game. And my dad was the coach, and my mom was in the stands, and my sister was by my mom, and my grandma was by my mom, and it was every game. So it was that's hard a hell of a support system. It was yeah. hard to stray away. Like yeah. when you leave, you didn't want game, to disappoint them. You didn't, and your mom was like, "Hey, where you going? You know, and and you going here? That's why I give a lot of credit to my parents." Be who I am without them. Um, I walked out of my freshman camp my dad actually. I was on the field with me, and oh, then my mom was in the stands. So if you game. messed up, you were getting right. I was getting right from him, and right then I was with my mom in the stands. So you know, it was, you couldn't escape him. His couldn't dad. Escape. I walked out of my freshman camp, and I came to my brother's practice at the Meteors, and his dad got on me and was like, "You need to take your ass back to that team. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? That was the influence that he had with all of us." You know what I mean? It wasn't just them. It was all of us. You know but what I that's, mean? That's the power right. of, of accountability. Because he knew, you know what I mean, the potential that was there that yeah. I didn't see when I was yeah. a kid. You know what I mean? And you don't see that. You don't. You know, some of us mature a little bit later. We don't have a guy like that to sure. tell us. You sure. know what I mean? Like, you need to go back. You yeah. know what I mean? You so, guys parents? I'm oh, a, yeah, I am. I got, I, got, uh, I, got, I got two boys. I got a, a 13-year-old. And a ten-year-old, so I got two boys. Yeah, and I'm not trying to like reverse the question, but what would you do in order to have your kid feel like they are just, just happy? You would do probably anything. I'm, I'm guessing. Oh, I mean, well, I'll tell you, um, there's a lot of sacrifice. I sure. there is a lot of sacrifice that um, their mother and I do to make sure that we set them up for success. Um. This year, and I, I can touch on this a little bit. Uh, this year, with everything with the school being uh, virtual for a while, my oldest son he he struggled with his grades, and so you, just like you said about having a support system, we were on him like a wet T-shirt every day to make sure that he was getting his work done because he fell he fell behind, and I and pretty much an, said he was, a, he was an honor he, roll kid. Too. He went from honor roll to crap like within a matter of months and a lot of it was is that the structure wasn't there so then once we got on it and kept track of everything that he's that he wasn't doing we got him to do what he was supposed to do and now he's his grades are right back up and uh, you know and you know for a while there i thought maybe it was had to do something with uh you know the situation between uh his mother and i you know being divorced and everything like that and you know you sit down and you have to have those conversations with them to see if, you know, if that's bothering them and then that way you can maybe attack a, a different way, but, oh, you're good, don't worry about it. But, you know, see if it's a different way. And 
um, just try to give them every opportunity to be successful. And, you know, for me, school comes first. It'll always come first. But you hold them accountable in, the, in a sense where if they mess up, they have oh. to know they messed up. Oh. And they have to, you know, they, they, have, they have to fix it. Which I think a lot of parents make excuses for their kids, especially in these days and age, this day and age, where, you know, if they make a mistake, it's somebody else's fault. Or with way rich parents, if, if his boys make I a rule, mistake. I rule with an iron fist. No, I don't. But you don't. I don't beat my you kids, don't. but I'm, I'm <laughs> stern. I'm stern. You don't. I'm very stern. They know, they know what they can and can't do. My voice goes up. They're like, all right, we really did something wrong. Today, that's all yeah. you but they no. look, they look to him as their their guidance. No, I mean, no, that's cool to watch. No, let me tell, let me let me tell you this. And I, to me, I, I'm, I'm proud of this. I guess. Uh, I have a 13 year old boy. You know what it was like being 13. I mean, everybody here can sit there and say, you know what it's like being 13. You want a time ago. You want to. You, you want. You want to. You want nothing to do. You want nothing to do with your parents. You know, you're like, oh, leave yes. me alone. Oh, leave me alone, whatever. I get text messages every morning and probably a hundred times a day. Text message in person, Dad, I love you, Dad. Dad, I love you. Yeah, love you, Dad. That is cool. Love you. Nonstop. I got a 10 year old, tells me he loves me all the time. I lost count. We were sitting out here last yeah, night. Well, <laughs> I lost count. Last night. Last night. Love you, Dad. <laughs> love you, Dad. Three seconds later. Love you, Dad. Obviously, cool, though. obviously yeah. I must be doing something right yeah. because. Uh, you know, and here's the thing is, that's one thing I can always say this as a parent, you know, always tell your kids that you love them. No matter if they're, if they're 13, if they're 10, if they're 20, you know, my dad, I hate, you know, my dad, he's gone, but you know, I, I would still be like, Hey, I love you, dad. He'd be like, love you too, son. Oh, I mean, that type of thing or whatever is, uh, is something that I've always, uh, stood true on is to make sure that your kids know that, um, you love them. You support them and you're there for them. And that's the, the best advice I can give you from my point of view. And I'm, I've only been a dad 13 years. So, but uh, th- that's that's one of the things like you were saying about the support system. Like you'd go to a football game and you'd have your grandma, you'd have your mom, you'd have your dad, your brothers, if, even though they were probably playing ball with you, but you still had everybody there with you. So they were, they were rooting you on supporting yeah, most definitely. And you and when you speak on about fatherhood, um, I definitely take to that because when my father was passing away, uh, I, I basically was more of a caretaker of him. And I took care of him almost to the day he perished. And I would tell any man to this day to watch my dad dwindle away. All that matters is the kids and the people that you raised and that you love. No matter how much money you got, I saw in his last in his last days, only thing he was able to scream out through his body was names of his children, mm, the ones that matter, and his wife. Yeah, didn't matter who else was supposed to be around or mm-hmm. thought they were around or mattered. The ones that mattered was the ones yeah. that were in his upbringing yep. and that he had responsibility. He saved his his last breaths for those for those, for those names. Yeah, that's, and that's I, awesome. I tell I tell me awesome. all the time that's what you're supposed to that's what you're supposed to. You know, investing is that's success, right? That's success. That's success. Oh, yeah. And you know, and you know, I'm not going to say I was a uh, was the caretaker of my dad. My dad passed away from cancer in in 09, but I, you know, I remember there was things that you know that he would ask us to do, and we would, I mean, we'd make sure we would get everything done that he that he wanted uh, done, 
And uh, I mean, just a little thing, like my dad hated, hated people touching his feet, but my dad laid in a hospital bed for three months. And, you know, if you lay and you're not really, you're really not moving around a lot, you know, your feet swell and his feet hurt and like that. He'd be like, Hey, just do me a favor. He's like, can you rub my foot for That's me? Right. Can you rub my foot for me? <laughs> you know what? And I'll tell you right now, I, 30, I was uh, trying to think, see, oh, nine, I was, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, I was 30, I was 30, almost, I was almost 31. I tell you right now, when your dad says, rub my feet, you get up there and you rub that, you rub them goddamn feet. I mean, that, you do what you do. You don't want to know why? You want to know why? You're 13, you don't care about it. But you want to know why? Hey, but you want to know why? I said, my dad said, you know what? I wiped your ass. You rub my feet. And I, and I remember this. So like my, I remember like, uh, like, my, like, like my brother yeah. and I, we'd go there and we'd see him, whatever. And he'd say, you know what? He goes, all I want to do is I want to take, I want to take a hot shower. So he was in bed very weak, you know, everything like that. All I want to do is take a hot shower. That's it. So we, my brother and I, we'd take him, we'd put him in the, we'd put him in the bathroom. We had that chair that you sit on that chair. And let that man take a hot shower. That was like he he goes. You, you have no idea how how good that was. But yeah, being a caretaker and mm-hmm. and everything like that. If you know what they did so much for me, that's the that's like the least that you can do for them. You know, you can be there for them when they need it, and that's what it is. That's right. That's hey right. Tyrone, get yourself a beer, man. Hey, get him a beer. Get him a beer. Chi- hey, chime in. Now, do y'all know who that is? No, but you're gonna tell me. That's Tyrone Dillon. Okay. T.J. Dillon is probably the greatest running back to ever make it to ever come through Wayne Memorial. Oh, um, yeah. When I watched him play when he was I was uh eighth grade, I was in the band and I had to go play at the high school. No, you know I'm gonna fact now check. Now we're gonna have right. to have TJ no, 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 you know I'm gonna fact Don't do this. Don't do this because I actually play the saxophone. I'll tell you a quick story. <laughs> <laughs> That's sexy. Yeah. That's the sexiest. Let me tell you, I'll find out about this dude. So I was what you playing, got? What you got? Bill Clinton? I played the saxophone. I played the saxophone my eighth grade year. Didn't play fifth, sixth, seventh to play eighth. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> so I'm in there. John Hill can attest to this because John Hill was in class with me. Ryan Crane. All oh, these yeah. guys, they played ball with us, man. Yep. Um, I'm in class. They like, they play this note. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Like, we just... I'm about to play. So they're like, we're about to go on this tour and we're about to go take this trip over to Wayne and play at the at the high school and go play the American flag and go play the, with a Star Springer brand. Bam. Yeah. We pull up to that damn thing. I'm like, hey, I don't know what to play. I, I don't play the saxophone. I'm just, I, <laughs> I just hold the saxophone. I just wanted to be Kenny G in the <laughs> really motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, were you that guy that used to listen to 100.3 at 9 o'clock oh, with Dale and all of oh, them come out? Oh, People like Starlight, Star Bright. So, First star I see the night with Kenny G in the background. Man, I thought I was ready. Man, my ass got up on there. I got on this. I got a. Uh, we had, when I played on the 50 yard line and uh, I walked to my band director. And I said, Mr. Albrecht, I'll never forget him. I said, I don't, I don't play saxophone. I really don't play nothing. I just signed up in eighth grade. He was like, listen, we're gonna drop this class next week. Just go out there and act like you're playing. Right. <laughs> I go out there and I fake the Star Springer brand, but yet it's like 150 people out there. So I'm just out there to do it. Just call in. <laughs> That's great. But while I'm out there at the halftime game, man, uh, we watching Churchill play, and this dude T.J. Dillon, man, he was phenomenal, man. He ran yeah. for he had like 15 carries for like 350 yards, and I mean, it wasn't like oh he was a system running back. He had like big 10 offers. He touched, he, he could run you over, juke you, spin off you, run 10 to four, 205 pounds. He was a freak. 
Like it wasn't like a. How tall was like, he? He was about five eleven, six foot, but in pads he looked like he was about six two. I oh, could bring this guy. Guys. I could bring this guy in here right now, and you'd think he played for Alabama. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> King Henry walking through the door. Uh, right. what, what's the guy? Uh, the greatest that never was. Oh, uh, JP. That was me. Uh, uh, no, uh, Marcus Dupree. Marcus Dupree. Yeah. There you go. He was like a Marcus Dupree. Yeah. He's like a Marcus Dupree, bro. They don't even know who Marcus Dupree is. I do. I saw the documentary. Or or similar to like a kind of like a Bo Jackson type of guy. You hey. know what I'm saying? Just big, physical, strong, hey, do it all. We got, Brad, Bradley, we got Cooper. Bradley Cooper watching. Oh, man. man. What up, dude? <laughs> oh, I, oh, you, you know, Cooper? No, I thought it was the other Bradley Cooper. <laughs> oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. So, so Scotty Burton, what up, dude? So, so, so we we kind of went off the rails a little bit. Like, like, like we, we mentioned do. before, we do that. So, uh, what was the transition like? When uh, what was the transition like for you, going from high school to collegiate? Um, like, what kind of? I've heard it's like they own you. Is that true? Or they know what classes you are, when you're supposed to be in the workout room, when you're supposed to be here. Is that pretty much uh, pretty accurate? Hundred and one percent true. Yeah, hundred and one percent true. Um, I'm trying to tell young guys that go to college. I ask them. I say, I sit them down. I say, do you really love football? And they. I love football. Like, do you really love football? Like, do you love the grit, the grind, the weightlifting, those moments? Or if you just love running for 150 yards and throwing for 200 yards on Fridays and Saturdays, don't do this shit. Right. Because you got to love the work. You got to love the, the grind about it. Because uh, when you come into college, you're dealing with those things. It, it's yeah. what you they don't see on the field that matters the most. The, the, the preparation, practices, the preparation, the weight room. Yeah. They tear your body down. Yeah. And in college, now it's a little different now compared to when I was in school. NCAA has regulated rules a little differently. Well, we used to have three days. When I was coming up in 08 and 09. And I think they started slowing it down in like 2010, 2011. But your body was beat to shit. And um, and like I said, when you're coming in as, a, as from high school to college, you think everybody's a high school superstar. Everybody's all conference. Everybody's all state. They have Metro West, Metro East, whatever it might be. When you come in and you compete against guys that have four or five years of experience of scrapping, of weightlifting, of all this shit, and you just walking in like, well, I I ran for four hundred yards in last year's game. It was all conference, and, right. and, uh, you know, and it's Don't like, okay, sure. good, we did that. Yeah. Well, I ran it back yeah. here, did that last year in Grand Valley, right? Yeah. So um, you gotta you gotta fight from the bottom, and and that's why I tell people, I ask kids, do you really love this game? Because um, coming from my experience, going from Ferris State and transferring over and doing all these different things, and I know y'all going to touch on that later. Um, boy, you really get – there's some athletes out there yeah. on all levels, Division One, Two, II, and Three. You know, like I, I spoke on some of the greatest athletes I played with earlier. You know, uh, shout out to those guys, Mike and Keyshawn and the Devin Garners and the Cam Gardens and the Baby Ds. My brother is actually probably one of the best. Yeah. Um, and uh, – that's just so many TJ Dillers, the Absolute Goods, the uh, it's so many guys that I came out with Fred Smith and the, the Mark Ingram. Uh, that was my my year. It came out. Yeah. Mark Ingram was my year. 08, right? So um, Martez Dykes. We're not going to mention Martez that. Stiff Dykes. Arm, that Martez Dykes was another. <laughs> came out of FC High School. Yeah. Who was uh, uh Darren Williams? Yeah. Came out of MLK. Those oh, Mar- guys. Martez Those- Dykes looked like a grown man in high school. His he still looked like that. Yeah. I seen him on Facebook the other day. He just still looked like that. 
Right. Um, like a Space Jam character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just big. Uh, just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, started off at Ferris, and then from Ferris, you went. Uh, you transferred to Bowling Green. Did not play, right? At no, Bowling I didn't Green. play. I actually, it was a weird scenario because my brother and I, we decided, oh, we're going to. I came in as a true freshman. I started at Ferris State, which was very rare, but I had an opportunity to. I moved from quarterback to slot, and I competed. My brother ended up coming into Ferris State after he left Inkster High due to his academic issues as well. Um, he was leaving Inkster High. He had offers from Bowling Green, like literal offers. We had the handwritten offers. I didn't have those. My brother had those. He was, like I said, he was pretty phenomenal athlete. Um, and he had it from Cincinnati. He had it, what was it, Toledo, yeah. Central Michigan. And played the state championship. Played the state championship, was a running back in the yeah. state championship. Scored a touchdown. And when when uh check him out on Instagram at uh he's 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 in Las Vegas right now running his own business. Free World Fitness. Oh, good for him. DNA LLC. Uh, actually it's Free World Fitness. DNA um is called the Circle LLC. He runs his own training. Uh, you know, gurus out there. He does his thing. He's coaching at Canyon High School. Nice. Oh, okay. For, uh, for, uh, all type of positions, man, because he could do it all. But like I said, uh, he had he had left. Uh, he said he couldn't make a division one, so he left there. He said, "Okay, I'm gonna go come with you to Ferris, and we can do this thing together." So uh, he came in as a true freshman and started as well. It was him, and maybe like three other true freshmen that didn't that, that started. And uh, after we were done, my sophomore and his freshman year. We sat back and we just reviewed a lot of the things that went on in the program. We just didn't agree with the coaching staff. We didn't agree with the ways they did things. Now, granted, those are the, the things, the, the obscurities that you see in college football and young kids that you have to sometimes just deal with. If I'm looking back at it, I probably should have stayed and my brother should have probably left because he was the one that had offers. But we both said we're, the, we're brothers. We're tighter, we're tighter than ever. Like, that's my dog. You guys entered the transfer portal twice? Together. <laughs> we got in together. We were like bumping. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'll tell yeah. you right now. I, that transfer portal, I tell That's you. It's a motherfucker. It now, is. Man. Oh, my God. It's we love like, scholarships. Hey, hey, we love hey. scholarships. You'd be like, hey, got, I, hey, I, 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 free I, agency. hey, I don't like free you. Yeah. I don't like you. Transfer portal. You want to know what I like about Nick Saban? He tells the kids, if you can't fight adversity, if you can't, overcome then don't come here because you're going to be playing against other all-americans right. and nick saban tells these kids right up front there's going to be five stars in front of you you might have to wait you want to know what these other coaches don't say well you're going to wear number one you're going to play you know, and then right. they go there and then they don't play and they're you know, asked right. they hit that portal and who who is a perfect example of that right there jp oh giles jackson from michigan i mean Mac kid would have been a stud Mac, this Mac year Jones. for Mac Jones. Giles. I mean, local. Yeah. Well, I'm Mac just Jones. saying through with, with Nick Saban. Yeah. Oh, it, Mac it, Jones. It, it yeah. Mac Jones. He oh, you're waited. talking about the adversity road. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. look, he might be the number three draft. Going to be the number three, three pick. draft yeah. pick. Yeah. All right. So we've got a question here up on the board from uh, TJ. TJ says, uh, "Quick question: How do you stay so focused with football, leaving high school, and not having that much of a push from the high school staff in the back year generation?" Yeah, uh, we need an interpreter for that one. I think what he's saying, I, I think what he's saying is, you know, how, how did you stay focused with football when you left high school and not having much of a push from the high school staff? I mean that you oh, you had yeah. to do all your you're re- one of 110. So, hey, TJ, that's a good ass question. Bro. Good question, buddy. So, hey, that's probably the best question that's been asked in all of my years of uh, being asked a football question. 
And um, that's a very complex answer, bro. So again, I, and I spoke on my parents earlier, how they, and I, I, I spoke on my parents earlier, how they were so important in, in, in infrastructure and like going to the college level. And so here, real quick story. When I was a senior, everybody was getting recruited. I was calling colleges. Um, my recruiter, Coach Felon, gave me 25 highlight films, 25 minutes apiece, which we already discussed earlier. It's too long to be able to give to a college coach and be able to review it and deem you worthy of being a Division One, Division Two, or Division Three college uh, high school uh, kid that's capable of playing college football. So we decided, okay, yeah, let's take ours and do it our own. My mother had surgery at the time. She had a gallbladder surgery. This is the most heroic shit I've ever heard, bro, and ever dealt with. My mom, when she got out of gallbladder surgery, the next day she uh, grabbed my highlight films and hopped in the whip and took me to multiple colleges. Um, so I didn't deal with it. I just moved on and figured out what was the best way to make it happen. Um, I didn't have anybody to send my highlight films out or chop it up and show me the best way. And granted, like I said, I had stats. I had, I had, I had pretty good stats, man. I'm not saying I'm Terrell Pryor or anything like that, but I had I, I could play. Um, but I had to settle for Division Two. but it was a blessing in the sense that I had to set up Division Two, and we'll talk about that later. Um, uh, for for Division Two, because of the lack of support from the staff, and this and it's more so of them not being. You can't teach a dog how to be a dog if you ain't never been a fucking dog. You know what I'm saying? Like a dog, ultimately, if you your dogs in there, they ride together. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So if, if if you fuck with one of them, you're gonna fuck with both of them. Oh, for sure, yeah. Oh yeah. Even though you oh, yeah. even though you feed both of them. And they're gonna yep. eat each other's poop and everything else. <laughs> so, so that's another podcast. So the experience is key, bro. Like the experience is key. People don't get the experience and then they tell you what you can and can't do when they've never been there. You know, I'm of the mindset now that um you give kids every every facet of of being a uh, Clarence Savant, so to speak. And not, when I speak of Clarence Savant, it's a guy that I've admired heavily to you gentlemen and, and uh, investigate this guy, Clarence Savant. He's a famous producer, songwriter, slash really the behind the scenes guy for Motown. Yeah. And he watched it on Netflix. I watched it a couple weeks ago right. and I investigated him. This dude doesn't even really have any talent. His talent is bringing people together. Yeah. Hey, that's a that's, that's a, a talent. That's a talent. That's, 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 that's a fucking talent. Clarence Avant, sure. check him out people when y'all get a chance. In today's time and age, that's a big talent. And he knows how to get deals done. Yeah. He knew how to get deals done. Yeah. You know, that's, you just, you know, Clarence Avant. Isn't that the great thing about sports, So We can all sit here and share our stories, and it brings people together. Sports. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Well, sports, are more, sports it's more than just being on the some field. Some people undervalue it, but I think there's a lot of life lessons and everything that goes into it. I mean, we're sitting here talking about, we're bringing back memories from 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Big time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, and the, with, with sports, I mean, it's so it, – what's great about sports, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, I'm a baseball guy. I like baseball. You know, that's my – uh, JP, you're a college football guy. Oh, yeah. DJ, you're a football guy. Yeah. Tom, Tom pretty much likes everything. But we can sit back and, and it doesn't matter. We can find a common ground with everything that we do. 
yeah. and that brings us together like mm-hmm. the podcast here yeah what brings us together is we enjoy talking about life experiences sports we like, we like learning different experiences yeah. and we also like talking sports so and we like that's also beer. a plus beer is good and i drink beer yeah. so dj my my sister chimed in a little while ago i want to give her a little shout out here um she's a teacher and uh she she can uh, back you on that one <laughs> a lot of kids just faking it, faking it to make it, man. Yeah. Yeah. On that, yeah. on that saxophone. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, my my nephew actually is a, uh, he's in the band at Michigan State. He's a savant. Bradley he can Cooper. Write music. They actually played some music he wrote. They did they did like a, a symphony at Michigan State, and the symphony played his music. It's pretty cool. So she's definitely uh, one to to talk to with uh, when it comes to kids being able to play or not so she's a she's a good resource for shout sure. out shout, what's her name colleen shout out, shout out to you colleen i still got dreams of playing the saxophone can we shout out bradley she was she played the piano i remember her playing Sweet. the piano man though. i got so excited i thought it was bradley cooper like the actor but it's just it just it just be rad cooper Never. Brad, we still like you bradley cooper. yeah man thanks, thanks for the compliment man. i appreciate that bro i appreciate yep. that Thanks, Colleen, for chiming in. We appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, um, let's get back. So, during the course of your path of playing football, it has allowed you to, uh, I guess, meet a lot of new people and network with uh, other athletes. And uh, who would you say was probably your, uh, uh, probably the uh, the person that you met that has made an impact or somebody that you have made a close, uh, tight friendship with? Um, a couple of different folks. So as you know, I've, uh, I mean, in. besides uh, me, right? You are probably number one. Besides, besides, <laughs> besides me. You're number one. All right. Yeah. God, I'm number one in somebody's book. The, right. the only number one I normally get is this. Right. <laughs> hey, this <dude> is crazy. <laughs> 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 Everybody asked and made me break the seal today. I had drank a few beers and I didn't, I didn't crack the seal. And you got to get it all out of them. Bring it all out. Let's not forget that. Um, I'll say uh, Coach Wynn, Jason Malloy, and I'll give you a background story on these guys. Uh, it's a lot of guys uh, that on the football field that helped me and assisted me. And I was speaking from we're athletes. talking from everything. No, we're talking coaches, about everything. Coaches, coaches. And, yeah. What I mean through your journey, through the, your journey through through high school, through college. So uh, this is guy named Reggie Wynn, and I'm sure you guys heard about him. He's, he's uh, from a he runs his own nonprofit organization called Rising Stars, which basically assists kids and get into the next level. Now there's like misconceptions and different you know personas and takes on how people feel about those because those service to get kids recruited. But however, I've seen this guy make moves to get kids recruited. Um, I can speak on behalf of him. Um, not only is it, he ain't, he ain't even about money, honestly. What's his, you said his name is Reggie, Reggie Wynn? Wynn. His name is, his name, he's for Rising Stars. Yeah. Rising Stars Recruiting Service. Okay. And um, I've been on, I've been, that's where I got this from, this Princeton University. We went out to Princeton, New Jersey. Talk about and Rising then, Stars a little bit, what you guys do, some um, of the stuff so, you've done. So basically we take kids that are truly like underdeveloped in the community and under uh under recruited they're you know under the radar type kids 
that don't make it, um, that don't get opportunities. Some kids are. Some kids are highly recruited kids. They 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 get all the opportunities in the world, but they need a platform. They need some competition because, granted, you want to be in your high school competing against all the kids, but all those kids they're not on the same level mentally as you. So when you go to a arena and you got the best from this school, the best from that school, the best from this school, you get them all in the same competition goes up. They get like a little, maybe like they get intimidated by that. Is that what you intimidated? You weed out the the strong from the weak, gotcha. but at the same time, even the weak develop. But that's a direct correlation with what you went through, and you're using your experience to push these kids forward and help with what you've learned. So that's what makes the organization the Give, best thing. Giving back. You're giving back from your experiences and your teaching. You know what I mean? Big time. Even going on trips. We went on a trip last uh, about two, two, three years ago. My brother one, I went on one. We went on took a tour to like eight different colleges: Maryland, Ohio, Ohio State, Tennessee, Washington. It, wherever we could, t- it didn't matter. We went everywhere. We all just kept 150 kids. And you got to mesh personalities, right? So one kid gets on the bus. He's the loudest kid in Facebook, Instagram. He's screaming all day. He's cussing everything. And by the end of the trip, I didn't got a hold of him. He's holding my hand around, around back a couple down times and showed him what it's about. Yeah, you're like, all right. And he's like, all right, this hey, is what it's about. Hey, all right. Headlock, why, get your titty off my chin, right, headlock. Right, and right. at the all end right, of the okay. trip, it's, and he has four or five offers later, right? Four or five offers later. And went in and showcased the talents in front of these college coaches, and now he has these chances, opportunities that he didn't have before, all because we did what? We developed and coached him and mentored him, and through that time, he because college coaches look at a lot more things than just talent. They look at more than mm-hmm. just your talent. Look at how you speak to me. They look at I, you know, I, your character. Who did I you get to meet though, DJ? Right. Jim Brown. Jim Brown was probably the great. Now, Jim Brown about, was, talk about Jim Brown a little bit. I okay. got to know. My, my dad would appreciate that. I got to know. Jim Brown was a funny story. Jim Brown was not even from any football. Like, I was going on any extravaganza in the college or school. My sister, shout out to my sister. She's a beautician out in Las Vegas. She had a um, fluid on her brain. And I thank God she overcame this. It's some of the things that my family has been through. I don't know oh, yeah. She had a fluid on her brain and had this major surgery and overcame it. We were in the Cleveland Clinic and me and my mom, we're like, hey man, let's go motivate Mary. Let's, let's you know, we're gonna fast and we're not gonna eat. We're gonna go work out. We go work out and we're leaving. And this is old man sitting on the bench chilling. And my mama grabbed me, she go, that's Jim Brown. I said, mama, <laughs> that ain't Jim Brown. She said, that's Jim Brown, DJ. So I ran up on him and he looked at me like daunting. He was like, and I was like, uh-huh. I was like, Jim, it was Jim Brown. Jim, Jim, Jim Brown's probably needs... like, Jim Brown's like, dude, kid, I ain't signing no more autographs. I got him. This how I got him. This how I got him. I said, I said, hey Jim. I said, are you Jim Brown? And he said, uh, yeah. And he was very, very stern to me. Yeah. And I said, he probably thought you were gonna serve him like a like a, like a summons for for jer- for a court or something like that. <laughs> I, kept like, close. I kept mama close. I said. My mama would like me to get a kitchen with you. And I maybe you like that. Use your mama as your Because he jumped up real quick. He said, oh, no problem, son, no problem. And I got him, I got a picture with him. And a lot of people asked me that I didn't speak with Jim Brown for a long time. No, I did not. He's a very, very mean man. Yeah. He's not a very nice man. I don't, um, he rolls in different circles. Because I've done a lot of investigation. I'm a big Jim Brown fan. I have his jersey. 
and everything. His community um, work is great. It's very great, but he he's not the type of guy you want to just sit down sit and talk and to. Just, you have to have type of a formal meeting yeah. set up. He was on the go. He was like, I'm about to go to my bus type of deal. He, mm. I could see him getting on his bus. I could see him being kind of like an That's asshole. like sitting not, next to not, Walter he, Payton, Muhammad Ali. Like, this is Jim Brown. This is Jim motherfucking Brown. And this guy is a straight up this is the asshole. Guy, this yeah. is the guy that Barry Sanders' father said, well, he is good as Jim Brown. He's Jim Brown. Yeah, so I tell people that story all the time and I say, He's an activist. I always support Jim Brown. I didn't get to talk to him for very long because he's not the type of guy you just start no, a conversation with on the street. He, yeah, he doesn't he's seem like, like hey, he's very friendly. He's the, he, this dude has messed gangs inside of in California. He took the Crips and the Bloods and he squashed the beef. Right. This is not the guy type of guy you just fuck with on a daily basis. Right. Like, <laughs> just walk up to him like, hey, you know, what's up? My name's DJ. Hey, I like you when I was a kid. Hey, like, no. hey were you hoping he was going to put you in a head, headlock and no, put no. his titty on your chest. <laughs> so there's a story on Jim Brown. I don't know if you ever seen uh, uh, on uh, any given Sunday. Supposedly um, he was a coach on any given Sunday. If y'all seen the movie, he had gotten to a real fight off scenes about that, and it was pretty crazy. Like, and he after he got to a fight with a young guy, he got back up and was like, "You know, it's nothing," and they were shocked at how like he was how old he was, and how he could just get into a fight with a young guy and. Get back up and nothing, cause he jump fucking right. Yeah, he did the animal instinct. He jump fucking right. Yeah. You know? The animal instinct for sure. Yeah. Well, he'd run right through you. He'd run through your sideline. Oh yeah. I mean. Yeah. He Jim revolutionized Brown. the whole running, but he was I'll, the I'll first back. running back. And then you know that that'd be like standing next to Walter Payton. Like this is Walter Payton. This is sweetness. God yeah, rest his soul. It kind of like. Never. I, never mind. I was gonna make a off the comment. Oh, there for you. Hey, I meant to shout out my sister. If you're all in Vegas sometime, go to Mary underscore Freeman underscore. And she uh she does very, very good hair out in uh, really? west side of Vegas. So man. do you think maybe yeah. she could give me some ideas with this? She could do your hair. She could do everybody's hair. Well, Mary, Bro, Mary, Bro, when my Molly grows out, I'm gonna need hair. a perm. I've seen her cut, I've seen her cut black people hair, white people hair, do white girls hair, do black girls hair, do Indian girls hair, do uh, old people here, do young people here, and everybody that leaves her goes. She is phenomenal. She just knows Mary, how to works with everything. Hook my mullet up with the merm. I, I mean, I merm. would like, I would like an old school. She does Johnny my hair. Look. Shoot, I'd like an old school Johnny Gill look. Jason Malloy is another guy that I, I've, I've gained. Uh, he is a a veteran director from Wayne Memorial, um, and also just various people, man. Like I have a lot of mentors in my in, in my life. Uh, I will say, like I just start naming them off. I got a Kevin Tolbert is a guy, Jerome Scales, the Davis, the Callaways. You know, these are just men that Chuck I always tell people it take a village. You know, I, yeah. I, oh yeah, I've been on bits and pieces of every man. And my community and you and took a little bit from each one of them everybody man yeah. everybody it wasn't just my family that i yeah. I, I have sub families and i have i have extended families and you know i have relative families that are mostly from ohio rob that's from the buckeye fam go buckeyes uh, rob kyle rob obviously my fetting process didn't work out dad we, we've was, got another one dude, I, you know what i'm like somewhere out i'm there. like over 100 <laughs> when it comes to getting so we, we got DJ I, and I Andrew. Can't, I can't get Michigan fans to come in here. 
I can't because it's all Michigan State and Ohio State fans. Yeah. I give up. Somewhere out there, Robert Kyle, a name we mentioned, was the original guy that gave me the name JP that everybody calls me to till this day. I don't even just, remember my just first pussy. name sometimes. That's what it means. Just pussy. That's what it means. <laughs> I mean, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, it changed. It's actually, it's actually JAP is just a pussy. Is just a pussy? Ah, oh, you're a bitch, motherfucker. <laughs> that's cool, man. No, so that's great. So, you know, I've. For me, I coach I coach baseball and everything like that. And well, I did. I don't really coach much anymore. But um, I, me, I appreciate what you do uh, when it comes to working with the youth and and mentoring them in a way to uh, uh, be successful. And obviously, you got to sometimes, like you talked about, it, yet you, you got to humble. You got to humble some kids because sometimes they kind of get a little bit out of line. You got to humble them, especially with the social media. I mean, oh these man, days. that's a whole nother topic. Can you can you imagine what life would have been if you had social media back when you were in high school? If it was me, it'd be a train wreck. I don't know about you, but it would be a mess. And by the way, this next screenshot here, you're gonna see somebody had to go pee pee. Okay, because they didn't broke the seal on everybody. These not, guys, not me. These guys do not play. <laughs> yeah, we drinking summer shandy in the shade. Summer nah. shandy. Summer shandy in the shade. Summer shandy. So um, that sounds like a play. Summer shandy. So in the back shade. to your question, kind of sum it up for me. It really wasn't a question. I just pretty much said I I really admire the um, the fact that you are still very active. Uh, you're giving and, back the knowledge. Yeah, you, exactly. You, you're you sharing. Learned. You're sharing your life experiences with the younger crowd. So when they come up. They almost have a. It's almost like a like a roadmap to how to be successful. You talk, to me, to me, that is, that's um, a very admirable thing. You talked about uh, being there, you know, looking up to people that have been there, done that. That you know, you looked towards those people for advice, and now, you know, these kids can look to you because you've been there, you've done that, and so you that you can teach them, they can look up to you. And that, that's a pretty cool service. Hey, Scotty, I didn't him. use no hands. That's what happens when you have a giant wiener. <laughs> I gave him uh, <laughs> This guy. Hey, so so real quick. So the, uh, the guy you were just talking about, uh, uh, Wynn, right? Yeah, Reggie Wynn. Uh, I work with a guy. His last name is Wynn, but I don't know if they're – but he's, he was a uh, like a football referee and everything like that. His name's Kenny Wynn. But, Kenny Wynn. Uh, I don't know his his uh, son. He had a son, Mike Win, and Mike just passed. That's crazy that you say that. Now that's weird. You say that Reggie Win had a son that I played with at Ferris State. Okay. Um, Eric. His name was Lil E. Okay. And he was a very uh, talented kid. Got passed away about maybe eight nine years back in a in a car accident. Yeah. No, this was with this is recently within the last I'd say two years, but. Yeah, the guy Kenny that I uh, that I work with, he's very uh, big into into football. His son was a um, um, he played like semi pro ball and stuff like that. You know, in the in the smaller, obviously, you know, NFL is NFL, but he played some other areas. So when you said win, I was like, I wonder if there's any relation. So maybe when I get back to work, I'll I'll probably see him tomorrow morning. I'll have to ask him. But yeah, um, I know he's real big with. Uh, the youth, uh, it's felt like Detroit Pal and all that stuff. He's real big into that, so I'll definitely have to ask him about that. 
So one of the one of the coaches that Justin mentioned that you really took took a, a service to was Ken Sparks. Big time. Um, so you know, you, you talk a little bit about him and and what he meant to you and some of the things you learned from him. Yeah, Ken Sparks was a good guy, a great man, um, God fearing man. So when I had left uh, Fair State, went to Carson Newman, uh, didn't even play. My brother was playing at the time, and I decided to just go to school, and I was trying to get back. At the time, I had a very major serious injury born with a uh, uh, birth defect called cervical stenosis. Um, so I'd have, like, minimal fluid in my spinal cord. Didn't find out until I was older. Well, your spinal cord combined with So any impact that I take in terms of the head is basically almost asking for a definition. Um, so I didn't know that until it was too late. So I played at uh, Ferris State, had an injury, went to Carson Newman. I mean, I went to uh, Bowling Green, transferred, and I uh, didn't turn up any positivity I had there. I ended up not playing. I transferred to Carson Newman. I rolled down there, buddy, Anthony Baskins at the time. Yeah. over Wayne Memorial. He was a running back of mine. We were both in the transfer portal again. And he said, just hop in the car with me and let's ride down to Tennessee. And uh, at the time, I was at Osama Foggy. Again, a situation where my mother hopped in and helped out. She's like, take the truck, go down to Tennessee, and just see what this guy's talking about. Yep. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. Now, at the time, all the GLIAC schools pretty much offered me again. So I just, I, I wanted a different scenery. I was tired of being up north. Right. You know, being around more the same competition people. in the South. Yeah. And, you know, just, yeah, 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 you got it. It was, it was a lot more different competition in the South. Oh, yeah. So I, um, I, I rode down there, me and Baskins hopped in the 2004 Explorer, rode down there 10 hours, hopped out the car, met with this guy on December 23rd, Ken Sparks. He walks up to me, he goes, Dave Freeman, this is you? I said, Yes, sir. How you doing, Mr. Sparks? He said, Good. How's your walk with the Lord and how's your heart? Okay, this dude is yeah. <laughs> serious. Well, you got to yeah. think though. Eh, down in, in Tennessee, yeah. in those areas, that's uh, faith means a lot to them. So it was. He was a different guy, and he took to that, and he didn't let up. And I, you know, at first I thought it was you know an image that he was just trying to portray, and and, uh, and after about and when I I went outside and ran one forty yard dash for this guy, yep. I ran one forty, and he was like. I'm gonna give you a scholarship. The way you move, kid. the way you move is just exceptional. Yeah. I was like, man, I like this dude, man. He just <laughs> and I had all offers from Glee like all the other schools, but I just needed to change the scenery. Now also mind you, this guy was a legend in Tennessee, East, East Tennessee. He was there yeah. like 299 wins. He was on he was on all Cusco, of Carson Newman. Eating uh uh Pop Warner and all time wins at 325. Wow. And um, I was fortunate enough to go down there, play on his team, and, and be a part of the crew that got the 300 win. And he um, was a good friend of Tony Dungy, right? Very good friend of Tony Dungy. Man, he was his mentor. He was a mentor. Yeah. Uh, he mentored Tony Dungy. So it's kind of crazy how that cross relationship happened with uh, us in high school at Memorial playing at Jackson State High School yeah. up in Jackson on some random game that coach scheduled, yeah. and which happened to be the home of Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy yeah. yeah. And um, – Jackson. I go down to Tennessee. I'm a I'm a big fan of Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy great. is a, a phenomenal. I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of Tony Dungy. He's a great human being. 
on top of a coach. Yeah. Great, a great, men- human great mentor. Yeah. yeah. Have I read his books? Yeah. Well, um, let me just tell you this, man. I'm not much of a book reader. That's my audible. Yeah. I can audible a book, though. Listen to that. I can do that. I mean, if I, if I do podcasts and listen to podcasts, I'm sure I can listen to an audible book. So I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to download sure. it tonight. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, got, I got five credits. I can't. He don't get them regardless. All that guy's got is time. Right. No, I'm just kidding. So, yeah. Um, you think JP gets it rough? Oh, man. Yeah, JP does get it rough in other ways. Um, so, oh, so let me uh, – so Carson Newman. So, everybody – that I've talked to, because I did a little bit of research, not a lot, but I did a little bit of research. I, a lot of people say that's like, um, they are like a powerhouse f- football Big time. school. Big time. Like that would be like the Alabama of division three, division three, division two, division, division two? two. Yeah. Sorry. They, they sorry. I did not mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I did not what mean the, to, no, but no, because, I didn't mean to insult you no, like no, that. No, no, it's because guess what? When you, when, when you probably were researching it and 90, 1980 to 89, they were actually in AI. And that's when they went to the national championship 10 times. Was Baskin's Carson Newman? Baskin with the Carson Newman with Yeah. And we both played. And that's when I would tell you. He was a guy we played with that transferred two year local Okay. Then, then he went, and me and him hey, and by the way, DJ, the wa- DJ wants, uh, uh, TJ wants to know when DJ, when's the last time he did a down up? We're going to, today. Hey, we're going to video it today. Don't do that. I'll, I'll get in and do 10, T. Yeah. I see your question about the receiver, <laughs> hey, T. I see your question about the receiver, TJ. Oh, yeah, you know what? I, I see that. I see that. It was, it was up, it was up a couple, uh, oh, slides. I saw. Back up here. I didn't get the answer. And I'm oh, sorry, man. He said, who was my favorite wide receiver? It was now, me. Now, you go, hey. It was hey, me. I'm going to go out. I'm going to so, say Antoine the great, Galloway. So, the great white hype. Me. So, so um. <laughs> I would say it's between Antoine and Eric Williams. He wills and Antoine. Antoine and Eric Williams. What about Antoine Tom Calloway. Antoine, Antoine Calloway and Eric Williams. Yeah. Well, I Antoine, think Antoine had more receptions. Antoine, Antoine had more receptions. <laughs> Eric Williams had more touchdowns. Had Eric, more went on, Eric went on to play at Norfolk University, uh, ended up having to retire <laughs> prematurely because of co- concussions. And Antoine, and Antoine, I was about to get to tip, uh, tip six for you. Antoine Calloway. Went on to play at Adrian University <laughs> and currently is working at Carson. And me and him and I are leaving to go to Vegas tomorrow nice. uh, to go enjoy a, a weekend with uh, my brother. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, a week ago, yeah. Yeah, I got to go see my brother and my mother. They all live in Las Vegas. Oh, man. That's so, that's yeah, good. That's yeah, good. Eric, that's Eric Williams went on. He was a Northwood. Northwood. Oh, oh, I said Northwood. He played went to Northwood, Northwood. Played there. Big D2 school in Michigan. So, uh, Who's your favorite water boy? Would that be JP? That would be that, that would, would be fine, JP. JP, yeah, JP. Oh yeah. Hey, man, J, JP, go f- go fetch me some water. <laughs> oh, he's uh, he, he's walking. He's uh, he's he had to go somewhere. Yeah, I think I need to fill up on this. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> so, We've gone off the rails, and no, we're yeah. like we're still going. I think we yeah, got. Dude, hey, your thing is, we got a lot more to ask him. We're gonna have to have him come on because we're we're. This getting, might be the longest show that we've ever yeah, done. Yeah, we're getting we're getting. Priced up, uh, pressed up against the time because uh, we're I mean, like an I hour and twenty. It goes on. 
Yeah, I know it. It, it goes on, but you know, uh, you need, you need a, a uh, DJ. You need a nipple for that beer. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. You are in the, you're in the presence of a, a professional. You're in the, you're in the front. Okay, so last night we were here, hanging out, and um, I drank like three. Yeah, but have you seen the size of that mug I drink out of? Well, you did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, not to mention you ate pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner yesterday. We'll hey, leave that hey, out. Hey, 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 hey. That sounds like a good day to me. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, so let's 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 get onto this topic real quick. The lions. Hold on, you, look at the look at this head down already. He's like, oh my god, we're gonna talk about the lions. Well, what did you say earlier? Uh, they have the seventh pick. <laughs> what was your comment? They gotta take a fucking quarterback. He's not on the Jared Golf train, apparently. So, you baby, want, baby hands golf. You know, you know who he wants. So, so he's a Buckeye. He's like, you know what? Well, you'll be you don't want you'll Justin be happy Fields? to hear. Oh, you want Justin Fields? This, oh, okay. this week's. This week's hot rumor is they're looking at Justin Fields at number seven. They've contacted him a couple times. They're going to be at his second pro day. That's what I'm hearing, man. Uh, not, no. Not a, not a fan. No. Not a fan. Not because he went to Ohio Kyle State. Kyle Pitts is there. Are you taking Fields or Pitts? What is Pitts. there not to like about Fields? Pitts. Pitts, Pitts all day. I, they don't need a quarterback. Right He's there. never going to talk about John Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't we want to talk about John Glenn? Uh, if we're, gonna talk, hey, let's not, if, we're not going to go there. Hey, 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 if we're going to if we're going to talk about a high school football, we're, we're talking gonna, about Buckeyes. We're we're going to talk about. Are we hey, talking about John Glenn football gonna, or girls? Hey, so we hey, can talk about the girls. Hey, we're we're, we're going to talk about Lavonia Stevenson Spartans. By the way, if we're going to talk about JP, football. don't you work for one of the greatest uh, football players to ever come out of John Glenn? Yeah, I'm hurt. Is that how it goes? Is that what they used to say when they did a roll call? <laughs> so I've been told. Hurt. Instead of here, <laughs> heard. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, the, each week there's a hot little rumor, and so this week is uh, Justin Fields. But no, JP, you asked about Kyle Pitts. Uh, if Kyle Pitts is at seven, you absolutely take. Oh, there's no question. And he was quoted this week. You know who else might be falling? And I'll sue. Yeah. Well, he's gonna fall, but because some, of. Opting out. The opting out oh, players yeah. are falling. Yeah. Um, they asked Kyle Pitts how he felt about playing opposite of TJ Hippie Hawkinson. And his answer was that could be a lot of trouble for some teams. So those are two good guys um, right there. That would that would give golf that another another weapon to have. Um, do I think the Lions need another quarterback at some point? I do. But I don't necessarily think they need one right now. But you pass up on Justin Fields, and he ends up becoming somebody's franchise quarterback. And then the franchise – so the most valued thing in the NFL, you see a direct correlation with all teams that win Super Bowls, Tampa, Tom Brady, defense. Yeah. Every year. And that's – Jared Goff, defense. You know what I mean? The number one defense is every year with a great quarterback or the ones that win the So realistically what you're saying is we could still roll Goff and just get it and just beef our defense up. Well, I don't know if golf, from what I hear, his confidence is shot and that he's 
he can't hang. But this that is a McVay. fresh start for him. The, you know, but maybe McVeigh was too much. DJ for him. talked about a different, you know, scenery, and, and I think that this is something good. where it could really help help him getting out of McVeigh's system and getting into more of a. Uh, I would say Anthony Lynn probably runs a, a a little bit less technical type of an offense. So I mean, nobody knows right now. That's the thing. Right. But. If, if you've listened to the show, you know I was always on the Mike Parsons bandwagon. Oh, yeah. But, but what scares me about you got to trade back. What yeah, scares me about one. Parsons is is he's his fallen. his character. He's, he's got some fallen, character man. flaws. He's fallen really bad. I think he's going to be a middle of the first round. Yes. Um, Somebody's going to get a steal though. But if you trade down, which you know, obviously I would love to see the Lions do that. And if he's sitting there at twelve to fifteen, you have to take. Let's talk about Parsons' measurables with the forty that he ran at Penn State Pro Day. What was it, four three nine? Yeah, he's a six four linebacker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. you want that guy bearing down on you? I, I, I don't. Hey, well, nobody would bear down on you because you just would stand there. But I mean, I feel Rich, bad for DJ. Rich has a hard on for me. It's all good. Exactly. Yeah, quarterback. Man, see that's my thing though. Yeah, but, well, if he's gonna be successful in LA, what the fuck? We're gonna, we're gonna get Justin Fields. Who's golf? Gonna... Who's golf? <laughs> golf is a way better golf. quarterback. Golf, golf is a way better quarterback. I thought golf is on uh, golf is on the Masters. Being right? played hey, in Georgia, this Brad. Week. We lost Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. I don't know about way better. I think we have Quintez Cephas right now and Hawkinson. Well, they got uh, Perriman and. You got Brett Perriman's kid on the team. Is that Brett Perriman's kid? Yeah. yeah. And they got a couple. <laughs> they got a couple other guys. But we know Bradley. Will the NFL draft be genuine this year with all the different COVID hits? And, this is a loaded uh, draft. It's, it's huge. It's fucking crazy. Well, well I mean. You're having all these different kids jumping out of nowhere because the other kids didn't have a full season. Well, the, the, thing, the thing about this year, there's no combine. So a lot of the a lot of the kids that would be invited to the combine that you've never heard of, no. you're they're not going to have that ability to shine. So if you're a kid from a small college, there's not too many scouts that are going to come visit. You know, you might have to link up with another college at their pro day. But I think you might get some kids that don't get drafted that are you know third and fourth round picks. Yeah. So there's going to be availability for a lot of yeah. kids that would normally get visibility in, in a combine. Yeah. There's going to be some players available. Uh, well, I think the Lions, the Lions are short at receiver, but let's hold off the second round. Justin Jefferson was a second round pick last year, and he was arguably the rookie of the year. Him and Justin Herbert together. Yeah. I mean, Jefferson was probably he was one of the better receivers in the league. Sure. Period. Oh, yeah. He had to have been top. Five. So I mean, there's some value there. It comes down to evaluation of Holmes and them guys if they can evaluate. You know what I mean? And, you know, pick the right guys. He normally has pretty decent drafts. I believe yeah, in John I think Dorsey. Does, yeah. yeah. John Dorsey has, has made some huge Dorsey. moves. People don't mention him. No. He drafted Mahomes. He drafted uh, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's – He's hit on some quarterbacks. No, he's on Baker Mayfield still. Y'all still – I see it. Well, you know, Chris never Sims – Never mind. We should have cited Chris Sims' top five quarterbacks because he had Kellen Mond from Texas A&M over Fields and Trey, uh, Trey Lance. Yeah. Lance is the Lance is the question mark for me. I, his athleticism is is you know clear cut. How is he going to be able to uh, perform against upper t- upper tier talent since he he only played one game against uh, Division one schools? So. TJ, no. Yeah, 
No. That was a big no. Uh, they'll be a successful season this year for them as if they go 500. They will not make they, the playoffs. They can't go 500. It's if, impossible. Me, personally, if Pinal Sioux falls to seven, I think you take him, put him at right tackle. You got him and Decker. Yeah. Or move Decker to right tackle. You got Swift in the backfield. I mean, I think you can build a lot off of that. You know what I mean? And then, I'll give you a scenario where they can, TJ. The whole league is COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody opts out. <laughs> well, That's it. Well, uh, the Duke says uh, 100% capacity in stadiums this year. So, <laughs> Yeah, okay. So the whole team. Yeah. There's definitely That's a possibility. Well, terrible. NFL is too big to quit motto. They – they're, they're too big to fail. They yeah. can. There is so much money tied up in the NFL more than any sport, oh, yeah. and it's not even it's a, funny. It's a, it's a, you know what I mean? They cannot 24, fail. 7, 3, 3, you know, 52 weeks a year. Yeah. So. When there was questions of other sports last year when the pandemic started, there was never a question yeah, of NFL. They were going to play. We knew they were going to play, whether there was nobody in the stands. It's just as it is what it is. So yeah. we'll go around the table here. You, you want Sewell? If he's there, you I'll got take Sewell. Sewell. That's my guy. And then Pitt's second. Yeah. I'm not going quarterback. And you're going Justin Fields? I'm going to go Justin Fields and Pitts because I saw him pick combine. He's got what, like a two, 82 inch wingspan? Yeah. Yeah. 7 1 wingspan? Yeah, he's Kelvin I mean, his Johnson. Catch, his catch radius is just throw the fucking ball. And his thumb is beautiful. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's the second runner. coming of, of Kelvin Johnson. He's a good route runner. He's big. He's fast. The hybrid, the hybrid yeah. tight end slash yeah. receiver. Yeah, you can put him anywhere, really. Put yeah. Anywhere. You, you, you turn that running back like, uh, like Ramil Patterson. Oh, there you oh, go. Yeah. I still run ball. And, uh, him and Hawkinson and together, man. That's oh, a matchup nightmare. That's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So, Rich, what do you what do you think? Um, if he's there, and I don't think he's going to be there, I'd like to see him. If they're going to go offense, um, I'd like them to get uh, Jamar Chase. Oh yeah. Um. I see him going to Cincinnati. I do see him going to Cincinnati because Burroughs has been caught, lobbying. What, like 20 touchdowns? Yeah, Burroughs has been lobbying for him, too. Mm-hmm. But he could go Miami, though. True. Because I think that they're starting to get some hope and believe in Tua. Yeah. Because if not, they'd be drafting a He's, quarterback. Waddle's going to Miami. You think Waddle's going to Miami? You think Waddle's, Waddle's, Waddle's going to go that Waddle high? Or Smith. He ain't going that early. Yeah, I think no. Waddle's going that high. I think Waddle's going to fall I'm out of the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. It, Waddle's a beast. But, but Waddle, Waddle, and Shamar Tua Chase, were a, were a, a dangerous duo. Shamar Chase is coming off twenty touchdown catches yeah. in the SEC. Who does that? Yeah. You're going up against grown men in that conference. Yeah. So I'd I'd like to see Jamar Chase if he's available, which I don't think he is, but it's a hope and a prayer. It's like it's kind of one of those uh, long shot deals. And honestly, if they can't if they can't get him, I'd like to see him maybe trade back and try to get picks. Yeah. But if you had to pick another person, I would probably say Sewell probably. Yeah. You got to do something to protect yeah. uh, that, that, protect that him. Well, look at the New York Jets. They've stockpiled draft picks. Like their situation is looking more clear than the Lions situation right now. They're going to take their quarterback this year. They got how many draft picks in the top three rounds? Who do you think they're going to take? I mean, come on. They're going with Zach Wilson. I think so. It's, it's already etched in stone. It's going to go Trevor Lawrence, one, Jack Wilson, two. Can you show me the rock where stone? It's etched in stone. That's it. Okay. Lawrence, it. Wilson. Yeah, there's no Mac question. Mac Jones. Here's caveat. See, now here's the thing is everybody shitted on Mac Jones because they were like, oh, look at this guy. He's, yeah. he's like one cheeseburger away from a heart attack. But look now at the receivers he had to throw to. Jalen Waddle. No, 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 no. No, but come so on. look at this. So. Let's, let's look at this. Look at the running back. A physical appearance. They, everybody judged him on physical appearance. 
They did. Yeah, I think a lot of people. They did. Like Tom Brady. They took. They yeah. they judged Tom Brady. Tom Brady's still running his forty. I understand. He didn't have the weapons that Mac Jones had. He was fighting for his uh, position his senior year, like he was a freshman. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's going to it's going to end up biting him in the ass. They're, oh, well, we're going to play this situation. Garoppolo is our best quarterback for now, and then we're going to draft this guy at three. There's going to be friction in the locker room. We're going to develop this guy. Garoppolo is looking for a contract. I just don't. Like, I, bet you, I don't like that situation. Jimmy G's, G's going to be gone. So to me, to me, we we determine where this draft goes with the Falcons. Are the Falcons going to stay at four? They just restructured. They Ryan. just restructured Matt Matt Ryan. So the the thought early on was quarterback. Now maybe that not be the case. So there's a lot of speculation. They're going to trade. They're going to trade their pick. So they could go Pitts at that at four. They could trade. But here's a team to watch out for: the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. Oh, he's obsessed loves with Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. So if Kyle Pitts is sitting there at seven. And the Lions are going to get a phone call. Allen Park, there's going to be so many phone calls coming into Allen Park. What a Cowboys pick, though. We're one We're one pick away. Yeah, we're every away. year they're We one got our quarterback. Dak's back, yeah. and we're going to so, get pits. There's going to be movement in the top ten. Uh, who it's going to be, it, it's tough to say. But if Pitts is there at seven, it's a no-brainer. I agree with Rich. Sewell is a no-brainer. Basically, anybody in the top ten – you cannot go wrong with because this draft no. is so loaded. They're loaded. Even yes. in a COVID year, yes. it is so loaded that if if you end up with uh, Devonta Smith, you yeah. end up with Jamar. Oh man, I it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. These guys are going to be the these guys are going to be starting week one yeah. in their rookie year in the NFL. Had Penal Sue not apted out, he, we'd be talking about him being a top five his pick right now. He might be a number one pick. Oh, absolutely. With his, his, his stat structure line, and his – His one year he played, yeah. he gave up like one tackle for a loss. Yeah. I mean, that his, it, in 750 snaps, he gave up one play that, that went – The worst part about it is he plays offensive line for Oregon. I mean – Yeah. Nobody – they're not fame. They're not – you know, Ohio State's put out offensive tackles. But they – Oklahoma's put out offensive tackles. But they run an offense Oregon. that requires – Protection. And nobody so, watches West Coast games, yeah. so nobody knows who Penal Sue is. Everyone's drunk yeah. or, or passed out yeah. when that game comes on. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, we're getting really pressed up against time here. DJ, I want to say thank you very, very yes. much for taking the time out to come out here. This is not going to be your first time out. We're going to have you back out again. We've got about I got a, more questions. We got then. a lot more we want to talk <laughs> we about, but on. we're up against time here, so we want to have you come out again. Uh, for it, sure, it definitely. It, if, I mean, if you enjoyed yourself, most definitely, I enjoyed myself, man. If you enjoyed yourself hanging out with us, and uh, most definitely, just you know, we'll make sure we have more over on for you again next time you come out. GP, uh, you know, you're, you know, you're always welcome and everything like that. So, uh, on that note, uh, I want to say uh, thanks to everybody for uh, for listening and uh, have a good one. Hey, so, yeah. we're out. Take care. See ya. That's me and Miss Manny. So we got uh, Mike Lee's coming out next month. He's going to talk about Lone Trotters. And all oh, that's